Welcome to Ease, the entertainment and showbiz experiences podcast. It's all things entertainment based, how to get into it and how to develop it into something once you are ready to move on. All the information people didn't tell you, forgot to tell you, or were too busy to tell you, all told through personal experiences. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm really excited for this week's interview. We've got Alicia Pochask, the owner and director of The Bold Dance Project. She asked some of her friends and dance colleagues to help her start this intimate learning dance experience in New York City. She tells us how she got to this point, all of her exciting career highlights, and what struggles she's facing right now with the pandemic. Take a listen to this week's one-on-one. Hi, Alicia. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Um, I've been following your stuff recently with your new project and I just immediately I reached out to you and said this is perfect and I wanted to get you on as soon as I could how's everything going with you so far things are good you know we're in New York and uh just surviving day by day and using this time to uh focus on our individual projects and focus on family and friends and yeah so doing good I know it's a really interesting time now. I have I've been doing a couple of of these interviews during this coronavirus situation, and it's been interesting to, discussing everything with everybody, and what they're really focusing on. What are some things that you're focusing on now, personally? Um, personally, just finding time for me and the things that I don't normally get to do. You know, reading and uh, FaceTiming and you know Skyping and video chatting with my friends from like all over the world and uh, just catching up on all the things that you don't get to do or that just kind of get pushed to the side, I think in our everyday lives. So, um, and spending time, I, I, my boyfriend and I are always so busy traveling and like actually getting to spend time together, which doesn't ever seem to happen. And now we're um, in a studio apartment together every day. So it's nice just getting to hang out and, um, and feel a little normal in this world that doesn't feel normal right now. Right. I know exactly. And you said it so right. Like there's so many, so many cool things are happening, like these social happy hours and really commute, retouching base with a lot of people. Um, a lot of friends that you haven't really talked to in a long time. What else are you doing professionally while you're in home, stuck in home or kind of just working from home now? Yeah. So right now I'm just, I'm putting a lot of my energy and time into my company, Bold Dance Project, uh, really trying to focus on keeping dancers and my faculty, especially, um, you know, letting them feel like there's an outlet there and we're, you know, putting up new videos and we're going to start doing some uh, dance combo contests for kids that follow us all over on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, so I've been spending a lot of time focusing, um, on that. And then I teach it a couple different studios all throughout the country. So just doing master classes via zoom and mm-hmm. Facebook lives, Instagram lives. So that's been fun. And it's interesting to come up with, you know, this movement in such a small space or, you know, going to the roof of my building and dancing outside. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been a challenge, but I think it's been a really good challenge, especially for us as artists to find Mm -hmm. ways to really, you know, hone in on our crafts and certainly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me, we'll talk a little bit more about it in a bit, but tell me a little bit about your, uh, about this brand. Um, you said bold. 
Yeah. Um, so I started a company uh, almost a year ago called Bold Dance Project. Uh, we're a New York-based company. And my whole motto was that I wanted to provide an intimate learning experience encompassing all the facets of dance and musical theater. So what that means in a nutshell <laughs> is I, I wanted, I'm like, it sounds so professional. Um, no, it sounds but great. I wanted, I wanted kids to understand that musical theater quote unquote musical theater is not just, you know, 42nd Street and Hello Dolly and Oklahoma. And of course those are musicals, but musical theater just, it encompasses so many things. You have to remember that Hamilton is musical theater and Dear Evan Hansen is musical theater. And, but so is 42nd Street and Beetlejuice and all of these, all of these, um, different shows and, you know, stuff at the Metropolitan Opera, every musical theater is not just a one mindset, Mm -hmm. I feel anymore. Mm -hmm. So I wanted dancers to understand that there is contemporary dance in musical theater, there is classic Mm -hmm. jazz dance, there is tap, there is just intricate, you know, just movement around stage, maybe not even dancing. Um, so I wanted, sure. I wanted dancers to understand that I, I love the competition world. Um, I love it. I think it's really great for kids um, to be mm-hmm. doing and getting on stage, but I wanted dancers to understand that there are other things to do, you know, um, with musical theater and understanding that with my faculty, you know, my ballet teacher, she dances at the Metropolitan Opera and she'll choreograph a piece to something in Oklahoma because it's such a ballet based musical. And so getting them Mm -hmm. to understand that ballet, you know, ballet doesn't just have to be we're at center or at the bar, you know, it does, there is a, there is, and it doesn't have to just be a ballet company. It's the same thing with, you know, contemporary and modern that doesn't just have to be a contemporary company or a modern company. You can use those, those other outlets of dance just it doesn't it doesn't have to just be you know strictly ballet company or strictly contemporary company you really can transfer that to musical theater and to to broadway and stage and uh so i wanted for kids to kind of understand that and i wanted them to learn in an intimate i called it an intimate learning experience because i really wanted them to be in a small classroom where the teachers can really focus on them and know their name and know who they are and it mm-hmm. not feel like 300 kids in a room. And sure. uh, so I, I kind of pride myself on always keeping my class sizes small. I will never, I never want them to be, you know, more than 60 students in a room because I want them to have personalized attention. And I want them when they're coming to New York city for this, you know, their parents are making a financial, you know, a decision to come and it is definitely mm-hmm. not, not, a cheap, a cheap trip to come to the city. Mm -hmm. So I want them to know that it is, they are going to get into, you know, individual attention and people are going to start to know their names. And I try to bring in people within my faculty that have kind of done a little bit of everything. So they're getting my tap teacher who teaches um, or who's been on Broadway tap dancing next to Harry Connick Jr. But he's also done the international tour of tap dogs. And then I have people that have been in Broadway shows and people that do dance at the Met, people that have choreographed for cruise ships. So mm-hmm. understanding that there's so many different, um, so many different people. Also, I, I think my faculty is incredible and some of them are people uh, that dancers may know some not. And I just, I wanted everyone to know, the names of these people on my faculty because I think they're so talented and uh, yeah, I want them to, I want people to 
know their talent and see how good yeah. they are. So, and they're also just very much on the same page with me about how I feel about the company and what, I, what it stands for and what it will always stand for. So, which is exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's really super exciting. I saw your whole lineup and, and I know you're, a lot of this is, is geared towards, towards kids and the youth. And speaking of youth, how, how did you grow up in this field? What, what, did your, did your parents get you involved in when you were growing up? Um, I mean, I just danced. I went to, you know, like the local dance studio growing up. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was like four when I started dancing. Uh, and I just, my mom, I mean, my mom was like, you just like loved it. I loved it. I like wanted to put my tap shoes on all around the house. And uh-huh. um, yeah, so I, I grew up just dancing kind of at my local studio. And then when I turned about uh, 13, I, I kind of knew that it was what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be, I wanted, I didn't go to a a dance school that like competed or anything. And so I wanted to get into that competition world where I could get on stage and go to conventions and learn from different teachers. And, um, and I really wanted to learn how to be a jazz dancer because we didn't, we really were just tap and ballet and that was it. Um, So I switched dance studios when I was about 13 um, and then really started just training four days a week and, um, dance pretty much was my life and that was about nice. it. And I did, I still did, you know, all my musicals in high school because I, I yeah. did voice lessons and I loved, I loved singing. I loved doing the musicals. So yeah, I just, I continued dance and I started taking voice lessons and yeah, that was about it. I mean, kind of so did you every normal kid does. <laughs> yeah. Did that, where, where did you grow up? Was that in Philly? Pittsburgh, other side of the state. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my good, my good friend, um, Karen, she went to school with me and she was, she grew up in the same, I think she's in Philly or Pittsburgh, one of the two, I can't remember, but she, um, sounds very similar to her. She grew up singing and in musicals. Did you go to a performing arts high school or did you just go like to a strict, like public high school, private high school? Yeah. I just, I just went to a public high school. My, um, where I went, where I grew up, our, my high school was very, uh, very much about the arts. Like I, I was hmm. in the orchestra and band and we were very um I mean our musicals had 75 kids in them like everyone wanted to be in the musical yeah so we were very artistic artistic for a public school and it's still that way today which is really really exciting and all of the people in the arts department at our at our school from from oh my goodness like middle school through high school were just very very dedicated to making sure that arts were a thing and kind of making it like cool. I mean, we used to have all the sports players would want to be in the musical. So it was, it really was like a very wide range of, of people, which was fun. Did did you think that having that support in your high school helped you say yes to the arts growing up or wanting to get into it further? Um, I think so, but I, I really, I think when I decided to switch dance schools was kind of when I knew just because it was, I drove my family, well, my family drove me over an hour, (laughs) you know, and I danced Mm -hmm. four days a week. And so I, I think at that point in time, my parents were like, all right, we'll give this a year, see if you really like it. And then that's that, you know, if this is it, then this is it. So it, it kind of really forced me to make a decision, you know, at sure. 13 yeah. years old, like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something um, that I really do want to do. And all of the girls that I danced with, we all were really, really close and all got along really well. And we're really supportive of each other. And uh, so, I mean, I, they became some of my best friends, you know, so I didn't want to, I'm like, yeah. I, I want to stay. I want to be with my friends all the time, you know, which was fun. 
Yeah, and I think you're right. Around that age, 12, 13, like mid- end of middle school, beginning of high school, there is a decision that you have to make because once you make that big step into gaining more classes or getting higher in your technique, you have to devote more hours to it. So you really have to make that decision what you want to do. And that's about the right time. And it sounds like you had a good core of people at your studio that kind of all stuck with it together. So it sounded like there was a lot of support there. We definitely, we all supported each other for sure. That's amazing. That's good. It's a healthy for kids to have that that community there sometimes that they that they might not have in school or anywhere else. So that's yeah. really good to hear. What did your parents how did your parents support you? I know they drove an drove you an hour. So did you have that full support from your from your entire family or was it just your mom or was it your dad or what happened? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm an only child, so I am I'm lucky uh, in that my parents, you know, everyone always would be like oh you're an only child you're probably so spoiled and I was like well not really but I mean I was spoiled (laughs) in the sense that I went to the best dance school one of the best dance schools in Pittsburgh you know at the time um which was like Mm -hmm. you know the 90s and their dance of course was a thing but like the studio that I went to if you went there it was because you wanted to do this for the rest of your life and so um yeah my parents were just they they paid a lot of money for me to dance and they you know put money so that I could go to these conventions and learn from you know take taking class from Mia Michaels and from all of these you know amazing famous choreographers and teachers Mm -hmm. and so they I think that that's where the quote-unquote being spoiled came in into play right. really just because they they did they put so much of their time and their money and their effort into into me dancing and being able to go to nationals and spend uh, you know a month in Vegas in a hotel so that I could do three different nationals and take from all mm-hmm. these people and meet kids from all over the all over the country so yeah they were super supportive and um but it was, I mean, it was the same thing. Like I had to still, you know, keep my grades up. So it was doing your homework in the car while you're like on your way and yeah. um, to the studio. And so, uh, yeah, they were just like, as long as your grades don't drop and you're still doing well in school, you can yeah. keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It takes a, a lot of determination. I, and I think sometimes people look over that as, I mean, when kids want to do something like this and they, it takes so much dedication that they have to put in schoolwork and they have to put in all these hours for dancing. And I, and I always, I always, sometimes I forget about all that, but then I admire kids who, who make that full dedication like you're talking about. And I know you're talking about grades and schooling. What did your parents um, think about you going to college? Was that something you had to do? Was it a non-negotiable for you? Honestly, you know what? I don't, really remember <laughs> um, I'm gonna say probably yes I'm, I mean I'm sure they were like you're going to college um yeah. it was interesting though because I was I was really smart in school but I was like a terrible test taker like yeah. I I I mean I'm pretty sure I did terrible on my SATs not pretty sure I know I did terrible <laughs> so, um yeah I was like a, I was just a really bad like standardized test taker so yeah um I was like gotta one I hope I get into college too um but yeah I I knew that for me especially I wanted to go to school for dance because I felt for myself that I needed more training and that I wanted more training I I particularly was not ready to walk into the theater and dance world at 18 years old by no means Mm -hmm. I I definitely wanted more training and I um I wanted 
uh, I was a dance major in college and I had a minor in musical theater because I still, I wanted to continue with my acting and, you know, my voice and speech classes and singing. And uh, I really wanted to focus a lot on that as well in school. So, um, but I knew that I knew that I needed to get a college degree and I, I wanted one as well, but the, mm-hmm. I knew that I was, wasn't going to go to school for anything else. <laughs> but yeah. sounds like I wasn't going to go to school and be like, I'm going to be a math teacher. Like, no way. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So <laughs> not that that's, that's like a great job just was not for me. But I, I, when I think that in that time that I realized that I could go to school for something, you know, like dance you- and theater, it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've been doing it your whole life. Um, did you notice that a lot of your friends that you grew up with decided to go to school as well? Or did you were you one of the only ones that went? No, most most of the kids that I went to school with, um, high school and stuff, I, I would say 90% of us went to went to college. Um, yeah. What about what about that, with your dance studio? What about um, the like, core people that you, know you danced with? I think I might have been one, two, I, maybe a handful of us went to college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, not many of us, actually. A lot of the girls really also, I, I came so late to the game. It, it, once I switched studios, you know, it, 13 years old in seventh grade, those girls had already had another, you know, I mean, they had all been dancing at this, at the studio since they were three and four years old. So Mm -hmm. I was quite behind. Um, so a lot of them just kind of, knew what they wanted to do. Also, a lot of them came from bigger families where their, you know, their families couldn't maybe send them all of the kids to college. And, um, yeah, so I did have a lot of friends that just kind of went directly into performing and, you know, auditioning and a lot, I had a lot of friends that moved to LA. I had a lot of friends that did cruise ships. I had a lot of friends that moved to Vegas. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I would probably say within my dance friends, uh, very few of us went to college. Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not a bad thing. I mean, everybody takes their different route. Like I, I mean, I explained on my, on my podcast, on my episode that I went to college. I didn't even, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. And then college kind of gave me that opportunity to decide, oh yeah, this probably was the best idea for me to do. And then it gives me a little bit more time to think about what I wanted to do afterwards, after college. What, yeah, when you, when you were in school, what did you think? find different or that unexpected from your college career or your time at college? Um, wow. I went to college for me. I didn't go to college to like Mm. be the, to be the star. I didn't go. That wasn't it. I literally, I wanted to go to school to train and just to Mm -hmm. get better, to get better. And, um, I mean, I'm like, I'm like short stocky. Like I'm not the typical, like, I feel like dancer, quote unquote body that, you know, back then. So, I mean, I would be in ballet class and I'm like, I know I have to be taking this, but I'm in a room full of girls that are like ballerinas right now, but I'm just going to like, you know, suck it up and die in the corner. (laughs) I really, um, I, I really went for me and it wasn't about, you know, there were a lot of girl, a lot of dancers who wanted, you know, Oh, I want to be in this piece. Oh, I want to be in this piece. And I'm like, I just want to get better. And, um, I wasn't in a ton of, you know, pieces in college and that was okay because I, I really did. I really wanted to be there to train and get better. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about being in, 
so many pieces or be in this person's piece or, you know, I just, it really wasn't about that for me. It really was focusing on my dance career and my musical theater career and just honing in on my craft and being better and taking, you know, I took so many classes that were out of my comfort zone and, and teachers that, that really pushed me. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it definitely was, it was definitely for me. Um, good. And really nobody else. (laughs) Did you, do you think that you, they, in college, they gave you all the tools you needed to, to use afterwards? Um, certain, certain professors definitely did. Um, yeah, I, one of my professors, Ron Tassone, um, RIP, he passed away um, a few years ago. He was, I would say probably one of the most influential people in my Mm -hmm. college career. He, um, you know, he had been in like the original Broadway cast of Gypsy and was in West Side, Mm. West Side, the original movie. And he, um, Barbara Streisand is like his best friend. I mean, his, his resume was unreal and he was just so down to earth and so supportive of his Mm -hmm. dancers. And it didn't, it didn't matter if you were a musical theater dancer that wanted to take his class, or if you wanted to be a commercial dancer, or, you know, if you wanted to be a modern dancer or ballet, he just, he supported everybody, um, which, I thought was really, really wonderful. Um, yeah. He didn't discriminate and, and against anybody. And he really was the person I remember. I got like my first professional job. I was 20 years old at a theme park in um, Kings Dominion in Richmond, Virginia. And I was so excited. And uh, they were like, hey, we want you to do our like preseason, which like is the, it's like Mar- the end of March and April, mm-hmm. it, just like on the weekends. And I was like, yeah. I told, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't think I can do it because I'm still in in school. And so I had, and they were like, well, you only have to, you would just have to perform on like Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, yeah, but I have class like on Friday. And I remember telling him and I was like, he was like, well, aren't you going to do it? And I was like, well, I can't, I'm going to, I have your class on Fridays. He was like, okay, getting a professional job automatically gives you an A. He was like, you just, you just booked a job. He was like, mm-hmm. uh, isn't that what we train you to do? And he was one of the few professors that really kind of stuck with that motto um, mm-hmm. and made you feel really supported. And he never, he was always, he always wanted his dancers to get jobs for the summer and get performing experience. And wow. so, yeah, he mm-hmm. was definitely um, 100% my like biggest fan and like my best supporter and really kind of my mentor throughout my years at school. That's amazing. And that's something that you find that's a huge pro for colleges and going to colleges. You you really can find that mentorship that maybe not, might not be there had you not gone to college. And I think that's one a huge pro when I think about it, too, is those professors that kind of were always on your side and that wanted you to succeed and th- that kind of boosted your confidence in this in this world that you know I mean I'm sure we'll discuss this it's not always the most pleasant of worlds to be in but they really were on your side and it sounded like you had such good support there to help you make those good decisions yeah he really was great you know he just he taught us he taught us how to audition he taught us how to write resumes you know he would oh good Mm -hmm. yeah he was he was he really really prepared us to like walk into the world after school feeling like we knew what we were doing, even though we mm-hmm. were terrified, but at least to have the confidence to be like, 
okay, I'm going to this audition. I know what I should bring. I know what I should wear. I know what resume I should have. I know what headshot I should bring. So that was, it was, that was a little reassurance. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And I mean, you mentioned, um, working at a theme park when you were 20 in college. What, tell me about getting into the entertainment industry. So you started there. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did theme parks for three years while I was in college. Um, I worked at King's Dominion in Richmond, Virginia. I worked mm-hmm. at Cedar Point in Ohio. And then I worked at Hershey Park in Hershey, PA. Um, well, my first job ever uh, was at King's Dominion. And we had this humongous like outdoor amphitheater. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I remember like getting getting and meeting the cast. And I was like, oh my God, these people are like insanely talented. I mean, I, the people that I worked with, like almost half of them are on Broadway. Are all, I mean, my cast was, it was an unreal group of people. And our choreographer, his name was Rod McHugh. He had literally just got done doing Moving Out, original Broadway cast, original dance captain. And he was directing and choreographing this nice. show. I was like, what? I'm, my roommate and I came home every single day and cried because we were like, we feel like we're terrible performers. <laughs> but <laughs> just it was, it was like our first gig. And, you know, we are all so young and the, everyone I think at that moment was like oh theme park theme park and I was like uh cool our choreographer just got off of Broadway like five seconds ago so um it was it when he was I I learned so much from him and just like his org his organization and like how he taught and I was like wow is this like what the my first professional experience was so positive and so good so I'm very glad for that um mm-hmm. because I don't think that people get that all the time and right. he knew what he was walking into he he had six singers and six dancers and he knew exactly what he wanted us to do and it was really like it was an amazing experience and I always say I'm like if if you can do theme park work you can literally work anywhere because we were doing you know, in a summer, you do five shows on the week, every day on the weekend. So you're doing 15 shows Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and like mm-hmm. four shows the rest of the week. And you have like one day off and you're outside and it's hot. And most of the, some, sometimes you're outside, sometimes you get lucky and you're in an inside theater, but mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah, it, I, I loved theme park and I will tell anyone to this day that it was some of the it was some of the best experiences. Yeah. Um, I'm still friends with so many people that I worked with in theme parks over, mm-hmm. over the three years. Um, and I mean, I loved it. I, I started, you know, I started as a dancer in my first theme park and, um, unfortunately one of our singers, um, had gotten sick and had to go home and I ended up singing, was a singer for the rest of the season. So I wow. got to, yeah, I got to sing and I got to dance and I got to just do so many things that made me better as a performer and like pushed me and challenged me. And, um, yeah, I remember my, the very first time I ever got to sing, my family came down, it was 4th of July weekend and my <laughs> parents came down and my dad was like, you know, recording the show and I didn't tell them. And I came out with a microphone and all you hear is my dad go, does Alicia have a microphone in her hand? And my mom was like, Oh God, is she going to start singing? (laughs) And (laughs) obviously they were like super, but I didn't tell them. My my mom was like, you was, they were so proud. And it was, um, yeah, it definitely theme park trained me to one, have so much confidence to understand how to take care of your body. I mean, by the end of the summer, you've, you've done over 500 some shows. So it's like Mm -hmm. finding a way to make sure that each show is exciting and you're giving everything you have, but you know how to take care of yourself and take care of your voice and your body and everything. And, um, yeah, it definitely was 
of a lot of learning, but I, yeah. I learned so much in those three summers of working at theme parks for sure. What, Sue, so you do three years. Um, I'm guessing you, you graduated from, from college, correct? Yes, I did. Perfection. Then what do you do after? What's the choices that you're making? What are you thinking? Well, I, um, I graduated a semester early. Um, so oh. I graduated. Yeah. I tried. Listen, I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. To, I'm ready to be done. So, um, yeah, I graduated with a dance minor or sorry, a dance major and a mu- uh, musical theater minor from Point Park, um, university in Pittsburgh. Um, I graduated in December, 2006. And then after that, I just kind of taught dance for like the next, the rest of that, you know, beginning of 2007. Um, and then I did my last theme park that summer at Hershey Park. And then I had worked for a company and they needed um, a dancer, a couple dancers immediately for this show in like Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And if anyone's ever mm-hmm. been to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, it's <laughs> um, it's very, it is, it is a place. I, you know what? I loved it. I loved it so much. Again, I met so many amazing people there, um, but I was just there for like a short four months. I did like their fall and Christmas season. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, um, and it was awesome. I, I, we danced on this humongous stage with like a 15 piece band behind you. It was, it was great. Um, so I did that. And then when I was finished with that, I had continued to audition, uh, all throughout college for like different cruise lines and like, uh, theaters and stuff, just because I wanted people to know who I was and just remember my name. Um, and so when that was finished, I came back home to Pittsburgh and I had gone to a stiletto audition and mm-hmm. I, re- and I had been, I mean, I had auditioned for them every time they came into Pittsburgh just again. So they'd like, remember me and, um, sure. they were like, are you done with school yet? I was like, yeah, I am. And so, um, I auditioned and, uh, that was, they were like, cool. We'll send you like a contract on Monday. And I was like, okay. So yeah. <laughs> it was, I was super excited and, um, yeah. And then, I mean, I did ships on and off for like six years and I, wow. I mean, yeah, I, which is where I met you and, yeah. um, and I met so many other people and it was, it really was something I didn't think I would do it as long as I did, um, mm-hmm. at all. I never thought that I would do it that long, but I just, I was like, uh, I'm getting paid to do what yeah. I love to do. I'm traveling the world on someone else's dime. And it, like, I, I was like, it's kind of like a no brainer. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't find like one bad thing about this job <laughs> whatsoever yeah. at all. Um, yeah, no, you're I right. really, yeah, I, I just, I loved it. And I mean, I clearly, I did it for, you know, six years consecutive, uh, yeah, on and off, but for that entire time. So that's amazing. So you did, you did three years at uh, four years at theme parks, right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, pretty much I did. I did three summers at a theme park and then I moved and did, yeah, which was like, we were at like this big theater there. And then, but from there, yeah, then I went and started chips. So you're like 10 years already in the business, like starting in college. And you, you mentioned something about theme parks and, and people not really understanding. And I think there's like a big stigma behind theme parks and then adversely cruise ship dancing. What do you, why do you think there's such a stigma behind it? Oh man, because everyone, um, 
I guess I think the thing is I, I notice it so much more now, honestly, than back then. Um, I think back then everyone was so excited to be working. I, like I said, my, the people that I did theme parks with, I mean, almost half of, uh, more than half of them are on Broadway. My girlfriend that I worked at Hershey Park with, she was um, Effie in the West End of uh, Dreamgirls. She just closed out, she opened and closed Waitress in London. Like the, I mean, I worked with some amazing people and I think mm-hmm. we, at that time and it, when that time was, no one ever said no to work. Everyone was just excited to be working. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's why our casts were so talented because everyone just wanted to be performing. No one, I mean, obviously we wanted to get paid, but nobody was, you know, oh, I want more money or I want this or I want that. And um, I, I was very lucky. Our shows were, we had great choreographers and directors, um, but I think that it just kind of gets, people just think, oh, well, people, you know, obviously when you work at a theme park, people aren't coming to see your show. You know what I mean? They're coming to ride rides and eat food and all that. But we, I mean, we would make people want to come and see the shows because we're like, listen, this is something fun. And Mm -hmm. I I remember going, seeing shows at theme parks when I was a kid and being like, Oh, that's so cool. I want to do that. Like, how do I do that? You know? So, uh, I don't, I, I, I've never seen the stigma in it. So Mm -hmm. it is, but it's, so it's very hard for me to understand sometimes where that comes from. Um, But I think it's also just coming from lack of knowledge and people that, you know, maybe haven't, haven't done those jobs and just think that they know what it is, where it's, it, it is, it's so much more. And I, I always listen to my friends from back home that are like, Oh, your life is so exciting. And I'm like, it is like, I, I get paid to dance on a ship and Mm -hmm. meet different people from all over the world. And I wake up and I'm in a new country every day. And so, um, I think also that the way, uh, the way some, some entertainment on cruise ships, it was, there was some that is a little, you know, maybe a little cheesier or, Mm -hmm. you know, not as technical, but I mean, I know at Stiletto with Holland America, we were like, I was like, this is hard. <laughs> like this yeah. dancing is hard. I'm like, I, there is something on every and count. I like have yeah. to like be singing to like, it was, I, uh, so I never thought for once that, especially with Holland America, that we were ever doing anything easy by any means. Um, and yeah. I, I really do. I think it was just, I think it's just a little bit of lack of knowledge of mm-hmm. what the, um, you know, what, what the gig actually is. And when you really find out like who people are that are choreographing these shows, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you look at, I look at things like Hershey Park and Chip Abbott, who's been associate choreographer on Broadway and has been in two, two or three Broadway shows. Like he's choreographing stuff, you know, um, Al Blackstone is choreographing stuff for other lines. Like these amazing artists are choreographing. And so again, I think it's just, um, just the lack of information and knowledge. And then that kind of gets trickled down, you know, when you're mentoring kids and you're mentoring children, you have to be the voice to explain that to them because, and if you explain it in a negative light, it's going to be received in a negative light. If you explain it in a positive, exciting light, it's going to just change the way they think of it for sure. Yeah, you're right. The tone in which people discuss these topics sometimes is, is different. And I, um, I was one person that went into that 
into that industry from like I, I basically made a big giant left hand turn from what I was doing and went into dancing on cruise ships and it's kind of it's sustained me until today but people are always like why do you do it and and I just have to inform them and to kind of just and instill with them this this positivity that there is with it and like you said there's there's a lack of when I think about it there's a lack of billing for people that are doing these these shows because it's not like like you just said Al Blackstone Al Blackstone presents something. Of course, his name has so much, so much power and, and he's so super talented. People know who he is. But because we're on cruise ships or we're going on on um, theme park jobs, there's you don't know who choreographed it. So you just kind of see it as as a show and you're watching and people don't understand the severity of how, how who choreographed these things. I've I've worked with many countless choreographers many many so many i'm trying to like they're just kind of all popping in my head really super famous choreographers that have choreographed either sections of shows or full shows and continue to do so and they kind of remain in the background because the theme parks and the cruise lines then own the show so there's no billing that goes along with it but i mean and i think from previous generations like you were saying sometimes there are there was just showgirls presented and we not necessarily is it the always the hardest dancing that that is portrayed, but now I think lines, um, theme parks, everybody's really stepping up their game because they know what talent is out there and they're not sacrificing that. Um, so when when we when I go to theme parks, I realize that I'm there to see the entertainment because if I wasn't going to see the entertainment or if I wasn't interested in it, I would just go to my the fair that's by my house or down the street from my house exactly. and just ride some rides, you know. That's yeah, what makes and the I think that different. I agree, and I think to understanding that you know Broadway or touring shows aren't ex- aren't sometimes you know families. Uh, I feel like families do cruise a lot um, as a vacation mm-hmm. destination because you know it's it's like all all one price. You pay, you get your yeah. room, your food. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of these families might not be able to take their their two or three kids or their whole family to go see, you know, Hamilton that's in New York city, or, you know, mm-hmm. if, if Aladdin is coming through their hometown, because a ticket is expensive for a show, mm-hmm. whereas we can give them the same kind of experience. And if we mm-hmm. can introduce them to what theater is, then maybe it will spark that energy mm-hmm. or spark that excitement to say, you know what, for, the holidays, I'm going to buy all of my kids a ticket to see whatever show they want when it comes through our town. And so just to even use it as, you know, educating people on what theater is and knowing that this might be their first theater experience. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I think that that's another really great thing. And like you said, just even getting to work. I mean, I've just gotten to work with people that are choreographing like Ronnie Todorovsky, who has literally been in every major ballet and contemporary dance company that has existed and Brooke Wendell who she directs and choreographs for you know um she does stuff for uh Dancing with the Stars and America's Got Talent is choreographed I'm in a room with her and I'm like this is insane like and they're Mm -hmm. just amazing people and so and trying to explain that to people that you know being in the room with these amazing choreographers and these brilliant directors is something now like you said the this industry is really starting to I think step it up and take everything up a notch and know that now with shows like so you think you can dance and strictly come dancing and dancing with stars and world of dance and all this stuff it's so 
um, people are so much more interested in it. So we kind of have to make the entertainment, the stakes, we have to raise the stakes a little bit for sure. Sure. Yeah. And I think it only makes things interesting. You, you know, I, I think if when we, when we settle sometimes in the entertainment industry and we just kind of keep doing the same exact thing, then it kind of starts dying down and people become less interested. And there's always this, like this talk about trying to find something new. And I think that's, that's a, that's a big hot button topic in entertainment nowadays. And I know you work, you work a lot with cruise lines. Um, and what are you noticing trends in, in, in cruise ship entertainment? Um, man, a cruise ship entertainment, I feel like is in so many different directions, you know, there's cruise lines, you know, um, especially like Royal Caribbean and Norwegian, they're doing a lot more of book shows. They're doing, you Mm -hmm. know, Priscilla, they're doing, um, Jersey boys, they're doing hairspray, Mm -hmm. they're doing Chicago, they're doing book shows, um, which I think is so exciting to be able to do those things, to be able to bring Jersey boys 90 minute show to a cruise ship where people can see it and they don't have to pay for it. Like that's incredible. And, um, and where they're bringing in the original creators to help teach and the original, you know, uh, you know, stage managers and lighting designers. And so that, I think that's super exciting. And that's definitely one route that lines are taking. And then you, you know, you have cruise lines like princess where, um, where people are coming in and creating brand new shows. Um, yeah. I, I believe it's what Al, I believe Al did princess and he's creating mm-hmm. a brand new show. Like, so I think that that's exciting um, mm-hmm. um, for the way they're doing it. And then Holland America has been doing um, step one dance company, which is six dancers and, and it's just dance and it's mm-hmm. something, you know, and it is, you know, quote unquote, more of a dance company. And we do have contemporary pieces and we do have Latin pieces and we, you know, we have jazz pieces. Then we, you have your, your quote unquote, the cruise ship part of the, yeah. I, I call it the, the cruise ship part, which is like the fun, funky, flashy, do. Yeah. yeah, the flashy stuff. And, but um, I just think that every cruise line is doing something different and I applaud mm-hmm. everyone for doing something sure. different because it's not, it isn't all the same thing, but then, you know, you do, you have cruise ships like crystal cruise lines who hire, you got to be five, nine, and you got to have a showgirl body. And that's great too, because that's something as well. So I really enjoy mm-hmm. that all of these lines and all these creatives within these lines are pushing the boundaries and doing different things and trying to make, uh, you know, their own kind of mark in the entertainment industry, um, in that mm-hmm. aspect, which is really cool. Yeah, and it's nice. And like you were talking, discussing about families, sometimes not. You're you're on vacation. And you don't think that you have the access to to high end entertainment, and then but you're on a Royal Caribbean cruise, and you realize, oh, there is a full length uh, version of Kinky Boots, or no, they're not doing Kinky Boots of of, of Cats on board. Yeah, you know, and and then that's somebody's child who's watching it for the first time, and they get they get the, the inkling that they this is something that they want to do. So the, the cruise lines are really bringing this access of entertainment to the people rather than having the people have to go to, to it. So they're really definitely pushing themselves um, way beyond their bounds before 
what it used to be with, which is showgirls. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a great place and a great market for, for everybody. And I'm realizing that there's all these lines and even hotels and chains in Vegas and everybody has their market and they're doing it so well. Um, but you're talking about educating kids and youth and, and family members. So let's talk a little bit more about this project. Did you, is this something that you started directly after you finished cruise ships or is there something else that you did in between? No. So I, it was, um, I did a 16 month contract when they used to let you extend. (laughs) Yeah. They don't let you do that anymore. They don't. They do not no, let you, you do can, that anymore. No, you can only do <laughs> 10 months is the most you can do before yeah. they are like, you'll go crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did. Uh, I did 16 months. I did two contracts back to back. And then um, I actually choreographed, uh, got the opportunity to choreograph um, a show for Cedar Point. And it had 21 dancers and four singers and three live nice. drummers. And it was like the most amazing experience of my life. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, from there, I did one more cruise ship, con- um, one more cruise ship contract. Um, Mm -hmm. and then after that, I, while, while I was on that, I got a call to help, uh, create shows for Holland America. And so I kind of just went into, yeah, I I was very, very lucky. Um, and my boss at the time reached out to me and was like, I really want you to be a part of this project. And, um, I said yes, without knowing the cruise line or anything about it. And I was currently on a Holland America line ship and he was yeah. like, the line is Holland America. And I was like, what? This is crazy. Um, yeah. And so I got to, I got to direct and choreograph um, five shows and for, for our first go around and it was really exciting. And then um, I've been, you know, doing that and I got to um, choreograph a couple numbers for step one. And so I d- dance company for Holland America. And so I got to, I did that for man up until I have been, I mean, I've literally been doing that since I got off ships in um, 2013. And then uh, last year um, I, I, my very, very good friend in Pittsburgh, we grew up dancing together. I've taught dance for her since I can, since we were like 16 years old. I mean, and we were like dancing in her, this dance studio above her, parents garage you know I had always taught I taught in college Um, I teach when I come home and Mm -hmm. um, I just I knew that I loved teaching and I was really grateful that I liked teaching because I feel like I have a lot of friends that don't really love teaching or choreographing and I'm like man I love it I love it I love it so she um she was like I really want to bring the girls my kids to New York and I was like okay let me like try and get something set up you know let me, and I've, and I had always talked about wanting to do something like this, but the time I just like, didn't have the time to put, you know, to really put into Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. so, um, it was around April of, of last year and we got it all set up and I was like, all right, Michelle, I was like, you're going to bring the girls up. We're going to do like four hours on a Sunday. Cause they were all driving from Pittsburgh. Um, and, uh, I had my friend Chip Abbott and my friend Aaron Burr teach. So Chip taught musical theater, Aaron taught tap, and I taught lyrical. And we had 15 girls come up from the ages of eight to 18. And we all were just in one room. Um, and we, I'm, I remember sitting next to my girlfriend, Michelle, and she's like crying and I'm like, are you okay? And she was like, we're like doing this. She was like, I've actually (laughs) brought my kids. I brought my students to New York city. Like I brought my students here and you're 
teaching, you're teaching and you're bringing in these amazing people to teach. And these kids are getting this like entire New York experience. They're seeing shows on Broadway, you know, they're getting to take from these amazing, from you and, and these two guys who are just so incredibly talented and know so much about the business. And, and then I'm crying and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, this is, it was, you know, so exciting. And we had brought all the parents in and we like showed them what they learned for throughout the day. Um, And I just remember being like, this is it. And uh, my boyfriend and I went out to dinner after and I was like, I was like, this is it. I'm like, this is, this is what, this is what I want to be doing. Like, this Mm -hmm. is it. And so, you know, we came up with a name and, um, and then we kind of started, you know, branding ourselves as bold dance project. And I, you know, I was reaching out to different friends that I had that were in the business that I had worked with that I'm like, you're so talented and I, and you're an amazing teacher and an amazing dancer. And I want people to know who you are. And, um, and it kind of just started from there. And we, I call them experiences because that's what I want it to feel like. I want it to feel as like an experience, not just another, you know, weekend workshop I want it to feel Mm -hmm. exciting and personal and it is because they are coming to New York City it is it is an experience so we did our first uh our first fall experience in October of this year um it was two days and it was like our first time as Bold Dance Project and um I had two different studios came we had about 30 25 to 30 kids that came yeah it was it was two days of classes um I I had a ton a bunch of different faculty that came in um and it was the same thing you know we came in um at the end of each day the dancers uh kind of did a little showcase and performed for their families um what they learned and yeah it was definitely definitely like a turning point and so Mm -hmm. exciting for me especially that first one like as bold dance project and as bringing kind of my dream of what I've wanted to do together so yeah yeah and for sure when when something comes so easily and so naturally it kind of is like the glaring sign that that's what you need to be doing you know you always look for all these answers and sometimes even in my own life I kind of push and struggle to make something happen and I'm like this isn't gonna be it but then then something that happens so naturally I don't even look at it and think oh wow like this is probably what I should be doing so it sounds like you had that process where it just kind of came naturally and it was like this is what you should be doing and it seems like it's working well what's your goal five five years from now ten years from now what do you want to be doing with this project man so while we right now um we unfortunately we had to cancel our spring experience because of kind of everything that was going on but you know everyone is was still so excited and we are hopefully we're going to do our fall experience again. Good. Yeah. Um, but the goal is, is to uh, kind of to bring, we always want to do experiences uh, in New York city, at least at the minimum three times a year. So there'll always be mm-hmm. one in the fall. There'll always be one in the spring. And then we really want to do um, a big kind of summer intensive. You know, I know some studios don't go to um, a national, sometimes they take a nationals off. So having a summer experience in New York city for four days and being part of the experience of 
you know, you included in this, you're going to see a Broadway show. You're going to see something that New York City Ballet is doing. You're going to see something at the vet. We're going to go see an off-Broadway show or maybe some a dance performance of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal is to continue to always have those three experiences every year, hopefully more in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will always, I, this, for me, it's just really educating kids. And I want to start adding, you know, voice lessons and get mm-hmm. kids to understand ab- about how to sing. And maybe they just, you know, to, to walk into your high school musical audition and just feel like, oh, I have a song that that fits my range, that is exactly for the age that I am, you know, and feel confident is half the battle, I think. And of course, we, um, my, uh, my goal will always be to only uh, to keep my experiences small. I really never want more than 60 kids. Again, I said this before, but in a room um, together. So um, that's great. Yeah, that's, it's just, that's very, very important to me. Um, of course, yes. Do you want your job to be a source of income? Of course you do. But I mean, seeing the dancers' faces when mm-hmm. they're excited that a teacher says their name and not yeah. just, you know, you or points to them is, is so exciting and them feeling important. Um, but my, my, honestly, my goal is to just continue with our New York experiences. And I want people, I want this to be a destination that people want to come to see and say, you know what, we're making this mandatory for our, for our competitive kids or, you know, our professional kids. And Mm -hmm. I want, I want kids to be able to come to New York city and meet with agents. And, you know, I want, I want us to be able to be an outlet for that. I want us to be able to help kids learn how to write resumes, how to audition, what you wear, how that every, you know, if you're going to a a commercial dance call, you better have a different headshot than if you're going to my fair lady, you know, I want, Mm -hmm. uh, my whole thing is, is truly about educating because what I feel like I've seen over the past few years, especially being in an audition room so much and watching these dancers um, and musical theater performers audition is that just kind of the lack of knowledge. And I Mm -hmm. want, I want dancers and I want musical theater performers, these, especially in kids to understand what, what it means to move to New York or move to LA. And I want them to feel confident and I want them to feel like they can walk into a room and maybe be terrified, but know that they're, they're as prepared as they can. And so, um, yeah, I want us, I mean, I'd love for us to be like a household, you know, dance studio nice. name where people yeah. do, people do know who we are and they want us to come in and do their summer yeah. intensives for them. And so that's kind of the goal, but honestly, like nice. educating dancers is, mm-hmm. is 100% the main goal of all of this for sure. Yeah. It's nice. It's good. Spreading that knowledge is the only way that our youth will, will learn, you know, you really Agreed. have to pass on all of the, that good information that you've learned in your studies and really passed it on. So quickly, if you were to tell somebody, a kid or a parent, five things that they would get out of this experience that you, that you have, what would you tell them? Um, they would definitely, definitely get personalized attention for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, personalized attention, uh, love, a hundred percent. Oh, that's nice. We're, yeah. mm-hmm. we're so, we're just, my entire faculty is so dedicated and we love our craft and we love what we do and we love sharing it with them. Um, so I would definitely say love, um, 
Uh, I really do believe that you pay what you get for as, as a parent, you know, parents are paying money Mm -hmm. to be here. And it seems I want them to know that this just is not, you know, another, another just convention or something where there are 300 kids in the room. This is your money. It might feel a little bit expensive, but it's going to something that your kids are going to remember. And if your kids are happy and you're happy, I'm happy. (laughs) So, um, you know, what's great about it too, is you said so many fun, interesting people that we both know and that we're both friends with and I've and I know some people on your faculty and it's so cool to 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 know that these people you call them your friends and you forget how important they are in the dance world or what kind of voice they have and so it's really just kind of sharing your friends with the world and letting everybody know that these people are really really good and they're going their experience is going to be exponentially better because of these of these great artists, but they're also really cool people too. So it's just kind of spreading that with them. Of course. Yeah. And I, that is such a, such a big thing is everyone that is on my faculty is my friend and Mm -hmm. and is so supportive and they're so invested. And I think that's the other thing is letting these um, families know that we are invested in this. And Mm -hmm. again, yes. Is it exciting to get paid for, to do what you love to do, but I honestly think that my entire faculty would do this for free (laughs) if if that, if that was ever the case, they just are so, they are so on brand with what, uh, you know, my values of this company are and Mm -hmm. they, they would bend over backwards for me and for these dancers. And so, yeah, but it's also important. It's also important to, to, to state that these people are, are well-informed and they're very well worth getting paid what they should be getting paid as well, you know, and any person would, you know, bend over backwards to teach, to teach anybody, you know, because that's their passion. But in return, we have to make sure that we're paying these artists what they deserve and what they're informed to do, you know, spreading that knowledge as well. I agree. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that is such a big thing is I, I always do. I kind of do say, I'm like, you do, you pay what you, you, Mm -hmm. you get what you pay, you you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And, um, to be able to come to New York City with yeah. New York City-based dancers and choreographers and directors and teachers and listening to their stories, like even just and getting to learn from, you know, a piece from a, num- a number from a show that they've been in, like you're learning, sometimes you're learning original choreography, which is so cool. And, but it is, it's, um, it is the knowledge that, that they carry is, you, you like, you can't even put a price on it. It's just it's yeah. so exciting. And to be able for the dancers to feel like they are being spoken to and sure. seen is very, very important to me. One last question. Did you ever think that you were going to be a teacher when you were growing up? Um, I don't, maybe I used to like play <laughs> school with like my dolls. Oh. So maybe um, I used to, but I knew I used to try to teach my dad how to, he would be my dance oh, okay. partner. My mom, my mom would videotape and my dad yeah. would be my like pot of dough partner. So, um, I, I think, I don't know if I ever thought that that's what I would want to be doing. Um, yeah. because I do, I do love performing and I do miss performing, but sure. I think that I'm very lucky because the high that I felt 
when I was on stage is the same exact high that I get when I am in front of a room of dancers and teaching and creating. So um, I don't know if that was ever back then in my mind, but um, I'm glad that it worked out that it is now for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, you never, sometimes it just kind of, like I said, just kind of happens and it, it happens so easily and so quickly. And it's kind of like your answer. Um, Alicia, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking about your project and hearing everything that you have going on. How can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find, well, Bold Dance Project. You can just find us. It's just Bold Dance Project um, on mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, we're bold.dance.project. Um, mm-hmm. And we have just recently joined the TikTok. So TikTok! The yeah, yeah, I don't understand it yet, but we're figuring Me it either. out. So, um, yeah, I have no clue. Um, but apparently all the kids are doing it, so we yeah. felt the need to have it. Um, so, and we're the same thing. We're bold.dance.project. Um, nice. And then we're just bolddanceproject.com is our website. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's super, I'm super excited. And yeah, everyone should come and just check us out. For sure. sure. Yeah, I know. And I like, like you said, I'm really sorry to hear about your, your experience that has to be canceled this this, in the next coming weeks. I mean, we're all kind of in this together. You know, we, this is uncertain times for just about everybody. So hopefully you guys can get it back on track in a few months and then we'll, um, you'll be able to do your fall one coming up soon. Yeah, we're excited. Thank you. Good luck with everything. And thank you so much. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining in on the conversation. To view additional content, follow E's podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe and leave comments on the episode wherever this podcast can be found. See you next week.